Steph. Hello, Rasa. And hello, Mom. <laughs> Hi, Rasa. Our most requested <laughs> guest is finally here. Mom! Yay. <laughs> Mom, Dad, are you ready to know everything? Yeah! Okay, let's do it. One busy lady. <laughs> Half the time I see you, you're typing on a computer full of numbers. Today, I want to ask you, what are you doing? <laughs> that is a good question. Well, as you and Dad know, my job is to help young moms and kids who need a place to live or food to eat, or maybe they need support in getting jobs and creating a life of their own. I do this through an organization called Mountain Home Montana. And the reason that I'm on the computer instead of like in a house giving food away or helping people directly in a hands-on way is that my job is to make the whole thing work. My title is called executive director, but really a good other title would be called the person in charge of the math. Mm, the numbers. There's a word for this. Budget. Can you make a budget exciting? Yes. Tell us. Oh my gosh. A budget is the most exciting thing when you really think about it, because that is the deciding document around how everything else works. When you have resources that you want to get out into the hands of people who need them, you have to think about hmm, how can we make this be the most helpful for the most people? You want to do the most possible good with every dollar that you have, with every bit of food that you have, with even the water that we have. We want to use it as wisely as we can so that it helps as many families as possible. Wow, that seems like that's really important, but also can be really challenging. It is really challenging. And that is why I'm on the computer so much, because I use the computer as a tool to help me think through and help our team figure out how to best use resources. And so have you ever seen me working on a thing that's called a spreadsheet? It's like if you imagine just a piece of paper with a whole bunch of rectangles on it. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of different numbers in each of the rectangles. That is called a spreadsheet, and that is where we do our budget. So oh. on each line in a spreadsheet, we'll have things like food or electricity or water or phone bills. We'll have all the things that cost money, and of course, staff time costs money. So we'll have all of these things written out in a list, and then by each of those things, we'll have a number next to how much we think they're going to cost for the month, for example. Huh. And then we'll think about, well, we total all that up. Do we have enough money to buy all the things that we need or to pay for all the things that we need? Yeah, why can't you just make a million for all of the things? <gasps> yeah, that would be really nice. But you have to have, you only have a certain amount of money to spend. So each item, when you add up what you're spending for each one, it has to equal the total amount you have. So if you add $500 to one thing, you've got to take 
$500 from something else. That's right. But what happens if you don't have enough? Do you need to fundraise? Do you need to? That's right. What do you yeah. Need to do? How do you even get it in the first place? That's a good question. So, yeah, we fundraise. So that means but we go and ask people. We tell people what we need. And we say, could you help us buy these things by giving money? And they often say, yeah, I'm glad to help. I want to support my community and I want to support other families. Or sometimes they give directly, right? They give you stuff or they give you food. That's right. And that all comes together to make the whole thing work. It's all part of the budget. And we have to track all of that in the, do you remember the tool? Computer. (laughs) That's right. But what was on the computer that I'm always... Spreadsheet. Spreadsheet. That's right. And the budget's got the plus stuff as well as the minus stuff. That's right. It's also got the money you've got coming in as well as the money you're coming out. Otherwise, it'd be like a swimming pool with a big leak and soon it would be empty. So you got to make sure that your pool is staying just about the same level. That's right. That's right. And this is the one time where... If it overflows, it's a good thing. (laughs) I love it. That is so true. All right, you two, I'm turning the tables. Are you ready for today's poem? Yeah. It's a complete mystery. What is it? (laughs) Today's poem is Small Kindnesses by Danusha Lemaris. Ooh, this sounds good. I've been thinking about the way when you walk down a crowded aisle, people pull in their legs to let you by, or how strangers still say, bless you when someone sneezes, a leftover from the bubonic plague. Don't die, we are saying. And sometimes when you spill lemons from your grocery bag, someone else will help you pick them up. Mostly, we don't want to harm each other. We want to be handed our cup of coffee hot, and to say thank you to the person handing it, to smile at them and for them to smile back, for the waitress to call us honey when she sets down the bowl of clam chowder, and for the driver in the red pickup truck to let us pass. We have so little of each other now, so far from tribe and fire, only these brief moments of exchange. What if they are the true dwelling of the holy, these fleeting temples we make together when we say, here, have my seat. Go ahead, you first. I like your hat. Mm. Wow. Now that's a great poem. Can I read it? I would love that. Okay. Small Kindnesses by Janusha Lamorous. I've been thinking about the way when you walk down a crowded aisle, people pull their legs in and let you by. Or how strangers still say bless you when someone sneezes. A leftover from the bubonic plague. Don't die, we're saying. And sometimes when you spill lemons from your grocery bag, someone else will help you pick them up. Mostly, we don't want to harm each other. We want to be handed our cup of coffee hot and to say thank you to the person handing it. To smile at them and for them to smile back. For the waitress to call us honey when she sets down the bowl of clam chowder, and for the driver in the red pickup truck to let us pass. We have so little of each other now, so far from tribe and fire. Only these brief moments of exchange. 
What if they are the true dwelling of the holy? These fleeting temples we make together when we say, Here, have my seat. Go ahead, you first. I like your hat. (laughs) Why did you pick that poem, Mom? Well, it just seemed like she gives so many clear examples of how we are kind to each other all the time, actually, and that that really matters. Those little small kindnesses come together to form something much bigger, something maybe even holy. What was your favorite kindness in the poem? I like for the waitresses to call you honey. (laughs) (laughs) And they put down the clam chowder, because that is kind of nice, just funny. Mm-hmm. I thought of the driver in the red pickup truck letting us pass. I don't have a red pickup truck, but I still kind of want to be that driver. And just the person that knows the other people on the road aren't enemies or obstacles. They're people that could use a small kindness. So let me make space for them if I can. Mom, which of the kindnesses in the poem is your favorite or what's one in life to add to that list? Oh, well, from the poem, I liked... When you spill lemons from your grocery bag, someone else will help you. (laughs) And I think one reason I like that is it's fun to imagine the yellow lemons. It's just kind of a, they're such a vivid color fruit. And also because you think of lemons as like, you know, when life gives you lemons kind of thing. It's like when life gives you lemons and you spill them, someone will help you pick them up. (laughs) And let's see, in real life, something people do that is... Nice. Well, right now I see it all the time when people are wearing their masks. It's, you know, the wearing their mask helps to keep them from getting sick, but it also helps to keep all of us from getting sick. And so I really see every time someone's wearing a mask that I see that as a small kindness, actually a large kindness for all of us. Yeah, it's true. Something that I think is a real example that happens really all the time is someone will be passing by and they say, hey, cool shoes. And I'm like, yay! (laughs) And then I go to another person and I'm like, hey, you have a really pretty notebook. And they're like, yay! And then they go to the next person. Yeah. I see that happening. It's contagious, isn't it? Small (laughs) kindnesses or cool shoes. Pass it on. Last segment of the show, Mom. Do you have a vexing question for us? Oh my gosh. A vexing question popped into my head just this weekend when we were packing for Ross's camping trip. The list said a pair of pants, or I think it said two pair of pants, which almost seems contradictory because why is a pair not two already? So why are pants plural? Yeah. Why do we say a pair of pants when we only say a shirt? Huh. Wow, that is a great vexing question. We'll dig deep and get back to you. We're back, and we have the answer to your vexing question. Okay, if I share it, Rasa? Yep. So, some people say that it's called a pair of pants because pantaloons, the old-fashioned pants, were made up of two different pieces and parts and you put them on separately but evidence is a little bit (laughs) shaky and something that's 
a little bit more interesting, I think, and more convincing is there's this whole category of words which are always only plural, even if there's only one of them. And a particular kind of item that's this way are items that are mirror images of themselves that can be divided Mm. in two that are bifurcated. So one example is pants, but another example is glasses. Another Mm -hmm. example is scissors. Another example is tweezers. Another example is pliers. You only have one of the tool, but the tool is made of these two mirror pieces. So you Uh say a pair of glasses, a pair of scissors, a pair of tweezers. You don't say, hand me a scissor. You say, hand me the scissors. Right. But couldn't you cut a shirt in half? And wouldn't it look the same on either side? Well, it's made up of one piece, not two pieces that are mirrored next to each other. So yes, it is symmetrical, but it's not two of the same thing connected to each other. The same way pants are, the same way glasses are, the same way scissors are, and so on. Yeah, that's true. Now, there's one other thing I need to warn you about. If you are outside the United States, in the British Isles, Oh. Do not say pants. Because I've heard this, actually. Pants, if I'm correct, Dad, means underwear. Yes, underpants. It's short for underpants. So instead say... Trousers. Good to know. Thanks for joining us, Mom. Oh, thanks so much for having me. You know, you guys, you said that you've always wondered what I was doing typing into my computer I always wondered what you were doing up here when you were making a podcast. Everything is now revealed. I hope you and your budget have a great day. You Must Know Everything was produced by me, Rossa Smith, and him, Jeremy Smith. And the amazing music was by Furniture. Learn more and submit your own vexing questions at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you like to listen. Please rate, review, and share the show. And please tune in next time for everything you need to know.